At age 12, most of us are preoccupied about becoming teenagers. Shannon Wilk decided to become a bass player, photographer, and start her own publication interviewing the biggest names in rock music. Welcome to episode 4 of the Rock On Podcast. Well, interview already started, so that's good. Oh, this, okay. We're not doing any formal in- introduction, okay. which is good. Uh, again, uh, I don't think we got to hear that on camera. So your your band, yeah. um, you're uh, you're talking about. Well, we're sharing about your 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 act. What's the name of your act, and yeah. what do you do? Uh, so I'm a bass player. I have uh, two bands. One being Ultraviolet. We're based in New Jersey. Well. The rest of the band is based in New Jersey. I'm based in Connecticut. Um, so, yeah, that's my main project right now. Uh, and I also have another band called Broken Road, which is based in Connecticut. Uh, we just played at the Whiskey A Go-Go this week, which is very exciting. That was our first show. So, And then you, how long ago did you guys start playing um, again together? Are you all, like, friends from the area, you said? Or how did you all meet? Uh, so, yeah, for uh, Ultraviolet, uh, we met. So the three of them. Uh, the singer, the drummer, and the guitar player, they all met. They're all from New Jersey. They all met at different shows, like local shows. And uh, the drummer and I uh, became friends through, like, mutual friends. Like, actually, the drummer for Broken Road is the one that kind of introduced us. So, um, And they didn't have a bass player, and they asked for a fill-in. Uh, so originally, I filled in for one show, and I was like, hey, can I, like, be in the band because <laughs> they didn't have you a bass player. You made your player. way into the band, yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a bass player and I was like, you know what? I'm down to make the drive to New Jersey for this. So. Which is a funny thing because everyone wants to be a guitar player. Yeah. Everyone wants to sing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the good thing about bass players is like there's always work. Like everyone's always looking for a bass player, I feel like, because there's so many guitar players and so many, you know, whatever. So, yeah, so that worked out and they're like, it's really nice to find the play with people my age, which is awesome. Uh, I'm used to playing with older people, so. You were just telling me you're 17 years 17, old? 17, yeah. And you started playing what age? Uh, I played guitar first, actually, and I started playing guitar when I was around, like, 10. And then you went um, to the dark side. And I went to the dark side of bass, yeah. I, I started playing bass when I was around, hmm, let me math this real quick. It was, like, five years ago, so 12, I guess. Yeah, so I started playing bass then. Um, but, yeah, most of the bands I've been in have been with older people, so it's really nice to play with people my age doing original music and whatnot. So, And Broken Road, I've known those guys for a really long time. They're, like, my closest friends. One of the reasons I reached out, obviously, you know, you have your band going on, and then you yeah. just told me you have this uh, tour happening yeah. with a couple of, couple of names that you guys are excited about. Yeah, so Ultraviolet, we uh, did a show at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and uh, we ended up selling the show out. It went really, really well. And after that, we had a ton of venues knocking at our door and, you know, people who wanted to do shows with us. So we started just booking a ton of dates, and we've got shows now opening for Plush, which is incredible. Um, you know, our band is three out of four members female, so to be playing with a band like Plush, it was like it's so cool. We're all so excited for that. It fits the bill. Um, it fits the it bill. It definitely yeah. fits the yeah. bill, yeah. Um, especially, and, you know, the rest of the band's from Jersey. I'm from Connecticut, and we're opening for them in Connecticut, which is really cool for me because it's like hometown with such a, like, cool band and the national act. So so you have to drive. You you make quite a drive, you said, for the band? Yeah. So for rehearsals, we rehearse. Uh, we used to rehearse at our drummer's house, which is about an hour and a half from me. And now we rehearse at uh, our guitar player's house, which is about two hours from me. Uh, we rehearse at our guitar player's house now which is like a two-hour drive from me so it's a lot and we rehearse every weekend so it's definitely a lot but it's so worth it like honestly because the new jersey rock scene is incredible and it's it's very the venues are very supportive of original music so it's great to uh 
to have a band out of there where we can actually play out and make money because in Connecticut, a lot of the venues are only for like uh, tribute bands. They want to pay tribute bands because that's what a lot of people want to hear, you know. But uh, New Jersey's very different in that way, and it's it's really cool. So I'm happy to make the drive in order to be able to do original music. So. Nice, nice. And how many 17-year-olds are living the rock? The rock and roll life, yeah, huh? Yeah, no, definitely. I have, I always say I have kind of a unique, uh, I have a unique life experience from a lot of people my age. Are you your know? bandmates about the same age? Yeah, so in um, in Ultraviolet, our, uh, we're actually uh, 15, 16, 17, 18. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so good. It's taken off really quickly. Like, I just played my first show with the band in October. So um, it's really, really exciting. And then in Broken Road, our uh, our drummer's 19. So I'm the youngest in that band. Our drummer's 19, our singer's 23, and our guitar player's 25. And your singer is from? France. Yes, our singer's, so our singer's from France. Um, we actually, so we played at the Whiskey on Wednesday this week. Um and we actually met our singer the day of the show for the first time. That's um, crazy. So, yeah, uh, her name's Kim. We've been friends for several years. Or, and like, online? Or online, you actually met yeah. before? No, we've never met before. Oh, right, so, because you yeah. met her the day of the show. We yeah. had uh, mutual friends, and uh, we ended up meeting a singer for this gig. And so I was like, well, Kim's going to be at NAMM. So I was like, do you want to do it? And she was like, hell yeah. So... It ended up working out where uh, we met the morning of the show, and we rehearsed for a couple hours, and then we went to load it, and we did the show, and it, excuse me, it could have went very bad uh, under the circumstances, but it, it was incredible, and people seemed to really enjoy it, so... Especially doing original music, that's kind of hard to pull out with one one day of rehearsal. But it it was very good. It went very well. So that's quite a story. I don't think I've ever heard of a forming a. It's the beauty of internet. It's the beauty of a communication, right? Yes. The, the social media, globalization, yeah. social media. Definitely. You know, there's nothing that is. Um, that is almost impossible nowadays, at least in music. Or like during the pandemic, right? Everyone was practicing yeah. from home, and it's like a millisecond delay, and yep. which is almost nothing. Yep. But it's 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 an aspect. It makes all that much of a difference. <laughs> now, one of the aspects I was really interested about getting a few words from you is not only you're a musician, um, but you're a fellow photographer. Yes. And you run interviews too. Yeah. I wish I would have started at 17. <laughs> oh, if only you knew. I actually started. Um, so kind of my a little bit about my story um, starting in the music industry when I was like 12 years old I had just turned 12 when I uh, I decided that I wanted to start doing interviews with bands because I wanted to um, I wanted to get connections in the industry for when I was good enough at music to be able to play out and be in bands and stuff so I started interviews for that reason, and I started my own publication when I was 12. That was kind of, it was a unique thing for me, and, like, my mindset at the time, like, I had no, um, I had no concept of that being, I guess, out of the norm. Like, I kind of just, I wanted to do it, so I did. You're just a go-getter, and, yeah, I mean, 12 yeah, years old, thinking, starting your own publication. <laughs> yeah. What, what was it like? Was it, like, semi, like, print as well, or just so, online yeah, blogging? Yeah, what I did is I kind of, originally, I just started on Facebook. Like, I was, just would reach out to... Um, reach out to bands on social media and ask if they would do interviews like that's what I did and I would publish them on Facebook then eventually I got a website and went from there but kind of how I started is I when I was uh, 11 I went on the Monsters of Rock cruise I don't know if you're familiar yeah so that's what kind of threw me into the rock scene 
Um, that was my first concert, and it was like my first like 25 concerts in a week. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot. And meeting all those artists, it was really good for me. That's been probably the biggest like, thing for me networking-wise. Like it sparked, like something like started yeah, sparking you. Yeah, that, that yeah. was the big, the big moment for me. Um, and so I got a bunch of connections from that, and that's how I ended up getting interviews. They're like, oh, look, this cute kid started to interview bands and whatnot. So that's kind of how and I you were started. What, 12, 12? Yeah. 12. Okay. So I have yeah. my, I have a six-year-old daughter, and I kind of like want to bring her along for interviews. Yeah. So Absolutely. maybe she breaks her record. It is possible. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to beat me. <laughs> I, do have a, I do have a cool story about her, though. Um, you were talking about Plush, and Plush recently toured with The Warning. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love The Warning. Actually, they were recording at Sphere Studios. Oh, uh, really? They were working in some material. I asked the manager... Um, they knew my work, so they're like, yeah, sure, you can come by where the band was recording. Um, they were also friends of mine, mm -hmm. so I would have been there regardless. Point is, I got away with bringing my daughter while they were recording somehow, oh. so I got to bring my, what, six-month-old, nine-month-old daughter to awesome. while they are recording. And now I've taken her to the warning shows as well and, uh, you know, creating that relationship over the years. So I've taken her to the shows. Um, I show her pic I sh I've shown her pictures, like, look, you're in the studio, <laughs> when you were months old, and now I bring you to the concert. There are concerts. So. That's so amazing! Oh my gosh, I love that. So I, I, we have we have a record to break by before twelve. She can have she can be doing some interviews, but that's yes. that's really cool. Yeah, Ultraviolet. We love the warning too. We actually covered Choke at one of our shows. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's like one of our along with Plush. Like that's one of the bands we want to do a show with. So hopefully that'll happen at some point. So, Ali, yes, Pao, let's do it. And Danny, <laughs> let's make it happen. A trip to Mexico, maybe it's calling. Right, so. right. <laughs> There's always been. A few female players, girl players, but now it's kind of like obviously taking a, a bit more main stage. Absolutely. It's a, more highlighted, and mm -hmm. which is cool. But yeah, yeah, my parents... Uh, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Did you have some influence at, at no, home? No, so actually, so my parents definitely are the ones that got me into rock music. Like, they played that growing up and stuff, like all the 80s bands and stuff. Um, so that's definitely what got me into that. But instrument-wise, like, people always ask me if my family's into that. Nobody in my family plays instruments, um, which is kind of crazy. But uh, when I wanted to buy my first guitar when I was, like, 10 years old, my parents were like, oh, there's going to be another thing that lasts a day and, like, whatever. whatever. So they wouldn't buy me a guitar. So I saved up my money and got the cheapest guitar I could find on eBay. It's, like, a $100 guitar or whatever. I still play it. It's actually really good. Probably I still, still own it. it. Yeah. yeah, and somehow it's actually not terrible. <laughs> so it's actually a pretty, it plays pretty decently. It was decently. a great investment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your parents, yeah. <laughs> When you're playing sold out arena shows, mm -hmm. Shannon, you'll, think, you'll, you'll tell your parents, yeah. I could credit you, <laughs> but no, I credit my, my savings, <laughs> my for, buying savings. My friend, yeah, exactly. for getting my first $100 guitar. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And then actually for photography, to talk more about that, um, my dad went to college for photography. He actually shot uh, Black Sabbath for a hit parader back in the day, which was pretty cool. Um, that's like one of his favorite stories to tell. But um, What years was he active with a hit parader? He actually, so he never published anything with them uh, but he did shoot Black Sabbath and Motorhead it was out that was uh, the bill for them that he uh, was supposed to be shooting because Hit Parader was actually based in Connecticut back then but yeah so my dad he stopped doing photography for a long time and then we kind of got back into it together through the Monsters of Rock cruise um, so I we actually are both on the media team for the cruise now um, that started when I was about 13 we started doing that together which is really awesome um, and you know the cruise has been a big like I guess it's opened like, a lot of doors yeah, for you and definitely. the networking. It's been like the biggest thing for me, like starting, obviously getting the connections for those first interviews I did um, up until, you know, joining the media team for that when I was 13. I've gone every year since I was 11 that they've had it. So 
Um, yeah, so from, you know, getting the connections for my first interview to joining the media team. And then I ended up actually playing on it last year. I played at a jam um, at the big theater there, which was like the most full circle moment possible seeing as you know I saw my first concerts there I got my first you know that was the first thing that introduced me to the rock scene really so like your official yeah that was my official getting thrown into the fire <laughs> so I mean, there's it no, was... you, you didn't have you couldn't run anywhere if, if you messed up there was oh, nowhere yeah. else you could go oh, <laughs> yeah in the middle of the ocean yeah right yeah it was it was a crazy experience because I literally got a text that day of the show I didn't know I was going to be playing. So I get a text from the guy who puts on the jam there. He was like, hey, can you? He was like, do, do you have your bass and do you know Kiss Me Deadly by Lita Ford? I didn't. <laughs> I had my bass, didn't know the song. I mean, I know the song, but I never learned yeah, yeah. it. So I was like, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do know it. <laughs> that's now we of, know. She lied. My, yeah, exactly. That's, but that's my how you philosophy. get it done. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the show was like a couple hours away. So I was like, you know what? I can do it. I was like, I'm not going to miss this opportunity because I've never learned this song. You know, I'll make it happen. And then he texted me after that. He was like, okay, you're going to be playing. With, he texted me like the lineup. And I saw I was going to be playing with Will Hunt, who's the drummer for Evanescence. And I was like, he's like one of my favorite drummers. So I was like, oh boy, I better get my shit together. <laughs> But yeah, so I was playing with him. Do you, are you familiar with Shez Kane? She's an incredible female singer. She was uh, she was singing that. Um, and then Will Doty, he's a touring keyboard player for Poison. So I was playing with him. And uh, Brenton Woods, who plays with Sebastian Bach. And uh, he was in Taylor Hawkins' band Chevy Metal. There's also Brent Fitz. <laughs> There's lots of Brents. There's a lot of Brents. <laughs> well, I mean, so I, again, I, the reason I reached out was, you know, you have a... Uh, I only put like music and photography together like oh you got some really cool work going on you got something going on um, the details of how you started yeah it's a lot the age <laughs> that's that's really incredible I yeah. mean I started pretty late and I started doing like you know um, rock photography and concerts mm -hmm. I've been doing photography forever I, I did with Dark Room and developing my own film yeah. and all that right but yeah. I'm not that ancient but I, I, I went through <laughs> that stage um but, but I mean, you, you got a great head start, and Thank you have a, you. that's a that's a bright future. Thank then you. again, it's like Nam and being at the Monsters of Rock cruise. It's all the networking and the impression yes, you make. That's the big the big thing for me, for sure. It's like that's like I think that's the most important thing for to be successful in the music industry. It's it's all about who you know, and also like what I've come to learn is everyone knows everyone. Right. So you always want to try to make a good impression on people and um, get to know everyone, because you know if people know your your name then you hope your name comes up in a room when people say oh do you know a bass player you know what i mean so it's one of those things you know you you know you're building those bridges and obviously you mm -hmm. hope you're not burning any bridges because just yeah. like you said people are in the room hey do you happen to know mm -hmm. so and so and then that's yes. that's how the networking happens you know yes. you're always um there's always opportunities for that yeah now tell me about really quick tell me about your photography my photography, yeah. So I started I started that when I was around 12 years old. Right. Um, I had never photographed anything before, so I just literally took a camera. So I was friends with the band Vixen um, since I was very young. Um, and so I ended up reaching out to them and asking if I could shoot their show. So that was my first concert I ever shot was that. Um, I had literally never worked a camera until the day of the show. I was like, I should probably take some pictures before the show so automatic. I know, you know. Automatic. Yeah. No, literally, <laughs> yeah. I shot I shot on automatic for a while because I just didn't know what I was doing. I, sh I shot a lot of JPEGs in my yeah. early days before oh, I did yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too, me too. Um, it's just one of those things you learn as you go, you know, um, especially because my dad, when my dad went to college, it was um, still film. So 
so um, we were kind of adjusting together, you know. Um, but yeah, it kind of just grew from there. I mean, one of one of our one of my highlights, at least, of my photography career has been uh, my dad and I photographed Kiss together, which was like insane. I was 15 when I photographed Kiss. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> I didn't get to. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I, I would like to. Never mind. They're, they're done. I, I will I never know. get to shoot well, kids. Actually, yeah. I got, I got to. I didn't get to photograph it, but I did get to review their final show, which was, ugh, insane. <laughs> wow, it was That's awesome. Cool. So, yeah, I, I love the the connections here because you know you're you're a music career, you know you're a musician and you're a photographer and you're doing interviews and reviews and it's kind of like I'm seeing myself if I would have started <laughs> at your age, you know that that would have been pretty awesome. Yeah. And but at the same time, I see the relationship you have with your dad and how much yes. of an influence maybe he is in your photography and your taste for music. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's 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 an amazing bond. I mean, it's it's heartwarming because I have my six year old daughter. Yes. and I try no, to I build it. bonds through you know through music, through yeah. taking her to shows. Uh, if I go to a local show, I give her my I have some pictures. Oh, that's Or people great. take pictures of me. You know, she's six years old and she's holding the camera. <laughs> and some of the bands I know, like I'm able to go side stage and she's taking some pictures. That's awesome. Or I have her on you know. On my shoulders and she's taking pictures she brings a little toy camera okay I and i and i also sometimes let her borrow my camera but mm. and she gets excited look dad i took some pictures but that's awesome. it's heartwarming because i see that and i think yeah. get big props to that <laughs> wait yes thank for you, that dad. that would be the clap track yes <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome so again going back to your photography what's mm-hmm. um what's the what's the uh maybe the the most memorable aside from from Monsters of Rock because that's where you got your start and that's pretty epic but other than that what, what do you think uh, one of your shows that you either because it was a band that you really liked or because of some situation that happened yeah I mean there's been some crazy stuff that's happened definitely the Kiss one was probably a big highlight I mean shooting Kiss at 15 years old I always say I'm I always tell my friends I'm like oh I'm the youngest person to shoot Kiss I shot Kiss no big deal we don't yeah. know for sure but like probably I'm the youngest person to shoot Kiss I guess um, but yeah that's definitely a big highlight and getting to do that with my dad was really cool um i've gone to you know the photographer mark weiss he like shot a ton of bands back in the day he was like the big 80s photographer which like is my shit that is that your is that your uh like rock and roll photography hero per se um yeah definitely who would your rock and roll photography hero be um i mean it's got to be mark probably he shot like all my favorite bands back in the day at least for like studio stuff like his studio stuff is incredible being the fly on the wall kind of you know yeah. once you know the band and, and you're they're so, comfortable he's so insanely creative with portrait shoots which is something that i've struggled with coming up with you know unique ideas also uh jeremy saffer uh I actually my dad and i did a um one of his photography seminars and i learned everything i know about you know shooting in a studio from uh from him which was which was great because he's you know his unique style his His style style. is incredible and and just like like i said about mark you know he's got this creativity and uniqueness about his photos that you know it's it's hard to come by with people you know you always you see the brick wall photos all the time with bands and stuff you know so when people are doing unique stuff like jeremy and mark do like it's really it's amazing it's amazing looking up to the photographers it's kind of like a generation looking up to a band that are slightly older than them uh for me what did it um well i mean one of my rocker photography heroes is uh robert knight uh he, he are you familiar with the name by any chance yeah robert knight so you know meeting him was like really awesome and then neil preston um it's funny because one day i was at the hard rock uh, when the hard rock hotel was in vegas before they 
rebranded to Virgin, and there was a the picture of uh, Freddie Mercury, you know, at Wembley Stadium, you know, bending yeah. backwards. And I took a picture. And yeah, I'm those like, pictures, all those shows from that whole show, all the pictures from that are great. And I was like, oh, you know, I I know I know about Neil Preston's work. And I'm like, maybe one day I'll meet, I'll meet him. And I met him here. So that's awesome. You can say I met two of my rock and roll photography heroes, but um, I think it's a different generation. Definitely, like you were saying, Jeremy is. Mm-hmm. Once you see one of those images, you can tell it's Jeremy right away. Right, right. exactly. It, even, like, if, even if there's no watermark on it, you know it's Jeremy. <laughs> it's like Jeremy you can style, tell. Yeah. yeah. Portrait photographer being up close with with the talent, it's a mm-hmm. totally different thing. They got to be comfortable. They got to be yes. Um, yes. Yeah, familiar with you, maybe. Yeah, it's hard to get that. And, you know, there's this band I worked with uh, in the studio called Magnets for Maniacs. I've done a couple of shoots with them. And uh, we were doing a portrait shoot with them recently. And um, it was it was just before the holidays, and my mom uh, ended up pulling out a box of like Christmas costumes, and they all you know put on the Christmas costumes, and we were all messing around in the studio. And after that, like they were so comfortable, like immediately they were all posing and like messing around with each other, and like those ended up being the best shots because they were so comfortable and like they they weren't being too serious, you know. So it's like stuff like that where it's like that's how you get that. That's how you get those like. Not candid, but like basically candid moments in the studio. And you, you can know? tell if they're comfortable, it, yes, it shows. It comes across. We all know. Yeah, it, it and even if shows. they're not comfortable, you got to know how to make them look like they are. That's <laughs> a good the, one. The, the facade, that's what it's about, right? <laughs> treat famous people like they're nobodies and mm-hmm. treat nobodies like they're, they're famous or treat, people. Uh, right? Who yep. was that? Do you remember writing chance? I don't, I don't remember. Know. But yeah. it kind of works out. That's a great philosophy, yeah. though. I love that. It's just, I mean, right? Famous people don't want to be approached the same way. All <laughs> right. the, mm-hmm. It's like the first time I met Corey Taylor. They were in the studio recording mm-hmm. with um, Stone Sour. So my friend, of course, asked me and said, you know, just be prof- we're shooting some portraits. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, just be professional. Don't fan. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm a professional. Yes. And then he's standing there and I'm just like, hey, what's up, dude? Nice mm-hmm. shirt. That's it. <laughs> so I guess he liked that. Then he yeah. started chatting, and it's just like, okay, you're comfortable, you're chatting with me, or oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, you got to treat people normally. I had a moment like that, it, back to the Monsters of Rockers, that jam I played, I was I looked at the, the set list, and it said, like, who was playing each song, because it was a big jam. I saw I was playing the song after David Ellefson. I was like, I have to follow one of the best <laughs> bass players on the fucking planet. Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up happening how, like, so they had like all backline obviously for a jam so he came off stage and I was the next to go on and he like came and was like telling me all this stuff about the bass rig like as I was about to walk on he was just like in my ear because it was loud as fuck and I was like oh my god this is like not real life right now <laughs> but it's just like oh it's just Dave <laughs> it's just Dave you gotta act normal you gotta act like he's not well, if you, you look know, at it this way Megadeth, right? he got to open for you <laughs> <laughs> right? it, was, it was so weird too because he was playing uh, Fantasy by Aldenova which is like totally not in that, his that, league yeah. at all, but he crushed it, of course. But um, that whole event was really great because it was like I was in groups of these uh, like incredible musicians, and it was really cool to be surrounded by that. And it's one of those things, like you said, you just got to treat them like normal people because it's one, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I deserve to be here. Like you got you to gotta tell yourself that sometimes because you're like, oh, like they're all famous, you know, but like I wouldn't be there if I didn't work for it, you know, so... It's like I'm, when I was standing in a group of, you know, Jeff Scott Soto and um, Todd Latore who sings with Queensryche and like, like all these incredible musicians. And I'm just like, they're just like, oh, hi, I'm Jeff. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, this is not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> you got to yeah. keep it professional. Yeah, you just act normal, you know. But that, I mean, that's that's really great stories. Now, a lot of times you expect these things to happen to kids from people that are in the industry forever and they have a reputation, position, but 
I admire that you're just really working so hard to go yes. after anything you've been wanting to do, yeah. whether your photo, your music. I think there's a lot of inspirational words and situations for people your age. I was going to say younger people, but you're only 17 years old. So yeah. people your age that are trying to make it, they're trying to find their, their space or their spot in the yeah. music industry. Definitely. So you expect those things to happen for people in L.A. or major yeah. musical hubs, Nashville. No, it's definitely, it's definitely hard to do when you're not from somewhere, but I've been lucky enough that I've been able to, you know, work my way up to get invited to certain things that have uh, enabled me to connect with the right people and, you know, make the make the distance not matter, you know. Uh, and actually, I so I just graduated high school. Um, I graduated a semester early. Um, so I'm going to be moving to Nashville oh, wow. uh, in a few months once I turn 18. So that's really exciting. So I am actually moving to a music mecca. Um, so that's going to be, it's like I'm starting. So I just graduated like two weeks ago. So and now I'm here. <laughs> so yeah, applause. <laughs> so it's like I'm starting this next chapter of, you know, my life and my career. So I'm really excited to kind of see what's next. That's really cool. Final question. If you had to choose between music or photography... Oh, boy. Um, so I kind of try to do everything in the music industry because that's how you got to make money, you know, is you got to you got to kind of be a jack of all trades if you want to if you want to uh, make a living. <laughs> so photography is kind of where I make my money in the music industry. But definitely I prefer playing shows and, you know, recording stuff. That's like my favorite. That's playing your, bass. That's your I happy place. I mean, yeah. they're both your happy places. I but yeah, yeah, I love them both, honestly, like but. If my my ideal is to be you know a touring bass player, um, so I'd have to say that for sure. Right <laughs> if on. I can make a living doing just that, that would be the ideal. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's very possible. If you've accomplished all this by 17, I know. I'm so excited and so happy to see what's coming up for you in the next couple <laughs> thank years. Thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. Really cool. I really appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you for having Shannon, me on. Shannon, thank you very much. We, it was supposed to be a five minute interview. I think we're. <laughs> oh my god! Did we just lose the video? Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> At least we have the audio. Wait. Yeah, we got the audio. Let's do a montage, a montage of my face. <laughs> we're back because uh, the camera stopped recording. I guess we reached the limit. It was supposed to be a five-minute uh, interview, and it turned to, like, what, half an hour? Yep. Sorry about I'm that. I'm good like that. Okay. <laughs> she, you did, you did warn me, though. <laughs> yeah. You did warn me. Like, don't give me a microphone because I won't stop talking. She did say that. Full disclosure. Uh, Shannon, thanks a lot. But tell us. Tell us about what uh, your, your MySpace, your, <laughs> your, uh, your LinkedIn. I'm not that old. I know. <laughs> hey, it's coming. It was supposed to come back, right? I it, guess. I guess they try to make it come back. No, and it's, it's the TikToks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old for TikTok now. Um, so, yeah, my it's socials. Cringe. It's cringe if it's I do cringe. TikTok. <laughs> That's well, give us all your socials and, and your uh, podcasts too, and your yeah, photography. Yeah, so on most of my. Uh, most of the socials, I think Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, is all at uh, Shannon Wilk Music. And then uh, I also have my photography Instagram, which is Shannon Wilk underscore. Uh, and then you can follow my band Ultraviolet on all social media at Ultraviolet underscore NJ. Um, and you can check out all our dates and stuff. We've got tons of dates on the East Coast with uh, many bands you probably know and are familiar with. So, uh, yeah, we've got music coming out soon. So look out for that. Uh, 
And your podcast. I, oh, podcast. Podcast is uh, Rockin' Interviews uh, on Spotify and all the places you find podcasts, really. And uh, my website, rockininterviews.com and channelwilk.com is all my other stuff. <laughs> 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 Got lots of stuff. This is going to be like the Star Wars cross. You got to do, <laughs> do it like those ads where it's like at the end where it's like in like 10 times speed. Shannon, <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I guess you, you've made a fan. Oh, I appreciate that. I love what you're doing. I tip my hat for everything you're doing. Thank and you. big props to your dad. So, Thank you. dad, when you see this interview, good job. Thank you so much. Uh, NAM 2024, rock on.